This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Um, this, this episode, it isn't necessarily going to be about whole life insurance, but... Um, Kyle and I really like the the mindset thoughts behind it. Yeah, we're going to be going over common versus uncommon advice. So, and we're going to apply it to finance and business. Yeah, basically. Little, um, thought provocation too for you. So, um, I guess to start this off, we're going to be kind of railing against the common advice. That's kind of what this podcast is about: is railing against that stuff. So, if you're an entrepreneur. You're already uncommon. Um, if your household income was over like $81,000 in 2019, you're earning more than roughly 60% of American households. So when you think about the grand scheme of things, that might not seem like a lot of money to some people. It might not. To some people, that might sound like a ton of money. Yep. Even Some people might be barely getting by on that much if yep. you have a big family and depending on what city you live in. Exactly. So, So some of the common advice that we hear is... Buy term and invest the difference. <laughs> um, we've kind of ripped that one apart before. Um, tear up your credit cards because you're a child and you can't control yourself. <laughs> yeah. I love my credit card. I get 2% cash back on everything. And uh, I mean, essentially, like the system has baked the cost of having the credit card system in already. Businesses are charging more. Sure. I mean, you're you're losing out. Why not? I mean... You might as well get the points, whether you're going to use that as fun money to fly, you know, to fly somewhere, vacation, whatever. You might as well use it. So you're, otherwise, you're you're just missing out. I mean, there 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 are a few businesses where it's not baked in, and like they may tell you we have a fee or it's going to cost more to use a credit card, but the overwhelming majority of businesses you just go to pay with a credit card and it's going to cost the same whether you pay with cash or a credit card. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's just baked in. The next thing is this can be hotly debated is, you know, 15-year mortgage over a 30-year mortgage, which when I first whatever, even thought about a mortgage, I always thought 15 was the way. That's all everybody talks about. But man, the 30-year, that is an inflation hedge plus giving you extra cash flow. Well, any type of land, real estate, I mean, that there is almost no better inflation hedge. And, and if you're paying that loan off as fast as you can, you're using your strongest dollars to pay that off. Yeah, so think about that. The dollar today versus the dollar in 30 years. Think of what pickups cost 30 years compared to what they do right now. I mean... Well, I and here's something simple. Like, my dad... Will always tell me, um, a can of pop cost a nickel when he was a kid. What is it now? I mean, seventy five cents probably. <laughs> so basically, that's some erosion. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you, man, how do I, how do we frame this? Like, you, you're giving away more than you need to by paying things off earlier, and and we, we understand that you're paying more interest. But there's also you get that interest deduction, so you get the interest deduction, 
you're using the the same dollars. Um, you're using weaker dollars, so basically you have more of them because mm-hmm. they're weaker to pay off the same amount of the payment in year 29 as you were in year one. Yeah. If that makes sense. And the interest rate might be a little bit higher on the 30-year compared to the 15, but usually it's pretty negligible. I mean... It's not something that would just make you fall over and like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm saving so much money. And it's another thing we talked about. I mean, this doesn't have to be just you know a house mortgage. I mean, this could be a land note too. Um, we've talked about with Jason's recent situation of purchasing some land. Do you want to f- farm for 20 years and be losing $500 an acre? Every year for is 20 years. Is that sustainable? Or if you can get that 40-year note and make... A hundred bucks an acre for 40 years. Would you rather do that? And I realize not everybody is going to qualify for that, but I mean, it's just things to think about. And I mean, it's a way to frame your thinking. I mean, don't, don't get so pigeonholed into this, be out of debt. I can't use any debt. Um, I can't use a credit card. I have to pay for everything with cash. I mean, be open to, to different things. Maybe it isn't right in the situation that you're in today. But it, there's going to be more situations and opportunities that come up. Yeah, and that's just something that if you you got to be comfortable with it, but you need to understand that, I guess, how to use leverage correctly and what correct use of leverage can do for you instead of being afraid of it. Absolutely. So it can definitely go the wrong... That lever can go the wrong way, too. So it's not like it always works out wonderful. And it doesn't mean you have to be leveraged to the hilt either. No, I, I mean... mean if you're farming, kind of hard when you're getting started. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be pretty levered up. Ask me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's going to happen. And especially with the farming, how our farming system, how screwed up it is. I mean, it is what it is right now. So, and there's definitely ways around that. I mean, you can look at small farmers who are in niche markets. They can do things a little different than the, than how we're, you know, commercial farming. Mm-hmm. So, well, absolutely. And I mean, to me, uh, ranching is something that is you could definitely get into. Um, if you could just custom graze somebody's cattle yeah, or something like that, I mean, you could absolutely get into that without very much overhead. And I, I talked with Jason about this before, but like if you wanted to get into livestock, but you couldn't find land, a great option would be goats. You could run goats on people's ground. And I don't know what kind of arrangement that could be worked out, but if you look at all the brush that has grown up in pastures. I mean, you'd be doing them a favor. The goats don't eat grass or hardly any grass. I've seen goats demolish cedar trees. I mean, what type of guy wouldn't want his cedar trees removed? I mean, that would just and be... And what a, type of money do people pay to get cedar trees removed? Oh, bunch. I mean, it's crazy. You talk about $100 an hour, probably minimum, to get a skid steer in there and start working for you. Yeah, minimum. I mean, <clears throat> so... Yeah. Off topic, but I mean, (laughs) just some ideas. So our next point was pay cash for everything. Kind of goes with what we just talked about. If it's an option, we still pay cash for something sometimes. And some people are not going to be comfortable with long-term debt. I mean, if that's you and it just drives you nuts, I mean, you got to do what gives you peace of mind. Quality of life. Um, But becoming your own banker, that's going to give you peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Being the one in control of that. Total peace of mind. So, sure, something to think about. 
Yeah, your note just can't get randomly called. or So, the next one, max out your qualified retirement plan when possible, which... Lock that money up, Kyle. Yeah, put it with the Lock government it away. who has your best interests in mind. Look at the last year and a half. <laughs> I mean, now this is like the exact opposite of um, the mortgages. Now you're putting in stronger dollars, but you're getting to use weaker dollars in the future, 40 years from now. Yes, and while also having tax consequences or penalty consequences if you access early. Mm-hmm. There are some stipulations that, I mean, some sort of illnesses or things like that. Sure. There's a few workarounds, mm-hmm. um, but they, by no means is it easy, No, you know, to avoid penalties. No, it's not a place to accumulate to the, to deploy capital. Right. Exactly. So it's to store and hope for one day, someday. It is. And it, and I mean... Looking at the track record of the market, I mean, if you have the mindset that you can absolutely stay in the market and you are not going to leave during the downturns, absolutely, you can accumulate some significant sums of money. Sure. But, I mean, it just it's not for everybody. It's not the end-all, be-all. Kyle and I just did a podcast yeah. about the market. so It's not in everybody's financial DNA, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. So And neither, neither is whole life insurance. Nope. So... That's why we say it can work for everybody, but everybody's not ready for it. Yep. So, okay. Um, business is too risky. You should go to school and get a job and work for money. This is a Robert Kiyosaki deal. Maybe you have to have a job while you're developing your business, while you're while you're thinking about what your business is going to be. You can't really avoid the work. I mean, you got to put in the work. Yeah. Initially, when you're starting anything, as we have come to find out, um, you really have to put in the work. You're working more than... If you are starting your own business, you're going to be working double or triple what you would be nine to five. And earning less in the beginning. Yes. Especially per hour. But, um, I mean, if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. And... If you never start a business in your life and you know you want to, I can guarantee you're going to regret it later on, that you never gave it a shot. And it's easier to start at a younger age and fail than it is to be 65 and have everything riding on it. Yeah. Um, I did. That's something that's really important. Like, don't, don't wait. Don't think that it's going to be easier a year from now. I promise you it'll be easier after you take the first steps. Yeah. And just like starting this podcast, Kyle and I had absolutely no idea how to podcast. Yeah. None. <laughs> we were we were kind of terrified about it, but we we just started working at it and now it is super easy to podcast. Yeah. Starting out, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't believe how many times I got the introduction messed up. <laughs> <laughs> we just made it as simple as possible. Yeah, editing was a chore. Now it's <laughs> now it's a breeze. So, so for the most part. But yeah, so you just you got to do what you got to do. So take care of yourself. And if that's a job for some people, I mean, absolutely, that's what it's going to be. But it it's common advice. It's the common road. It's likely going to lead to common results. And we also when we wanted to start this business and also um, with our farming operations and things like that. Everybody, oh, that's so risky. 
you should, why don't you just work at it um, for a co-op or whatever, you know? Why would I, I mean, I don't, that's not in my DNA, I guess. So you got to take the leap or you don't, but you know, you'll never know what's on the other side. Yeah, you don't have to, but like Kyle said, you will never know what's on the other side. You'll never, you'll always second guess that. Yeah. So business isn't for everybody, but I mean, it's, it's definitely something that people can be good at. And, and I think that niche markets, um, for business, small businesses are, are really going to keep developing Sure. into the future. I, I truly believe that. And like, you don't have to burn the ships either. You can still keep your job for a while while you're doing this because maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it's just part time. Yeah, for you in the beginning. And some people do jump, you know, burn the ships, and it works out great. And some people crash and burn. So, yep, got to do you got to do what you um, what you think is right, and just baby steps. Mm-hmm. So, and and last one, just to keep moving here, so we don't keep you guys too long today. But save money. I mean, and that's a given. You got to save money. But how do you do it? Well, how do you do it? Yeah, there's multiple ways you can do it. And we kind of get caught up and lost in thinking that stocks are a way to save money. That's kind of what we've been programmed to believe, that these qualified plans and stuff that we're saving money, but really we're investing it. Absolutely. There's two different things. Yeah. So that's a whole life insurance is just the best place that we have found to save, store capital. Absolutely. So should we move on to... The uncommon advice then, Kyle? Yeah. Well, maybe one last thing on this other part. The common advice, I mean, that you hear that from Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman all the time. There's a large part of the population that that type of advice applies to, I guess you could say, um, because of their financial circumstances and how they want to act. Yeah, financial goals as well. And, and so, of course, they're going to talk to that. Pe- There's way more of those people than, you know, what we're going to move on to, people who take the uncommon advice. There's a lot more people to sell their products to. Exactly. So. That's why we hear them. All the time. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they're, they're household names. Yep. So. Okay. So, yeah, the common advice that we've talked about is probably okay for the average American who wants to live the average life. But when you look at the elite in America, they don't do, you know, just they don't act differently with what they do than average America. They do the exact opposite from what we found. So they don't start investing before they've saved any money? No. They don't, they don't start putting money in the stock market right away? No, before they invest in other people's companies, they invest in themselves. Absolutely. To create the knowledge to either then invest in those companies or to invest in a business or to learn how to invest in the stock market. Yeah. So. To learn how to be tax efficient. Yeah. Why don't Dave Ramsey, why doesn't he talk about that? Investing in yourself first. He may some. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to all of his content by any means, or a lot of it, I should say. But it's not a, it's not a top tier thing, no. I guess, that comes to mind when his name comes up. But it, it's not the, un, it, it's not part of the common advice that's so easy to just hear and think that it's the right way to go sure so there's a a good quote by naval ravikant um you're not going to get rich running out your time you must own equity a piece of the business to gain your financial freedom 
How how would you, in simple terms, describe financial freedom, Kyle? Well, I think that's probably different for everybody. I think what I would say is financial freedom is is when you get to a place where you can go to work if you want to, but you don't have to because you can live off of passive income streams that you mm-hmm. build. Now, I'm I'm not saying that those passive income streams won't require any of your time. They may require some of your time to to keep them going, like rental real estate, you know, for example. You may have to do some things to keep those income streams going. You may have to find a new tenant or something like that. But for the most part, you've done the hard work. You've got that that stream established. It's just going to take minimal things to keep it going. Mm-hmm. To me, that's financial freedom. Being, yeah, being able to choose, having a choice, and also not worrying about money. Like, you know, not going to bed every night and worrying how you're going to pay for this. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Okay, so kind of some points we have how the elite build wealth. First, they focus on cash flow, not net worth. And we've talked about this. Um, like net worth is pretty subjective. Um, and also it does not buy you anything. Like you can't buy things with net worth. You may be able to you gain borrowing capacity because of net worth. Yeah. But I mean, you, I suppose to some extent you could live off net worth by selling it off. Um, but really you need cash flow. But then your net worth is decreasing. Yes, so. exactly. And that's why I say to some extent you mm-hmm. could live off of net worth. Sure. You really need cash flow. Mm-hmm. So that's why you would focus on cash flow. Yep. And in my deal, the the farm that I bought, it cash flowed. So that's why I was so interested in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because with the financing terms that I was able to get, I could cash flow with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend, you know, I didn't have to be negative $100 an acre for 20 years or something like that. You're going to have more money in your pocket than you did before you bought it. Exactly. So and that kind of goes on to our next uh, point here um, buy cash flowing and appreciating assets, which there you go. The. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, but the government has probably been the best investment partner of farmers the last, I don't know how far back you want to go. Look at what land prices have done because they just keep pumping more and more money into the system. Yeah. And land prices keep going up and up and up. Maybe it's artificial, but yeah, it's the, the landowners have benefited immensely. Landowners, real estate owners. Absolutely. So, um... Know the tax code and use it to your advantage. That's something. I mean, that's that's pretty hard to do. You it's, need, it's hard to do by yourself, but you can you can educate yourself enough enough to you know learn some basic things and then see you know talk to somebody and see how this can apply to you and it's going to get the conversation going in the right direction. And to find a competent CPA, it's tough. I mean, it's hard to find somebody who will work with you throughout the year you can develop the tax strategy but i think that's where the battles won i am i am struggling with that myself kyle i'm working on that Me in my well. own situation so yeah. so um they use debt smartly to expand their means so they're not afraid of debt they you know they buy things that make the money with debt and then also i mean if you buy an appreciating asset you can 
access that appreciating equity with debt and not pay tax on it. Sure. So leverage knowledge and skills from others. I mean, I think that might be one of the most crucial ones right there. I would say so. That sets that sets them apart. Because you can't do everything and you can't be everywhere at once. And so. they realize they're not an expert at everything. You can't be. But they can they can educate themselves enough to go and look for experts and get the conversations going in the right direction sure. to get where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, built, finding a team and building a team. And I mean, that, that can do, like we have found, I mean, leaps and bounds. So. Absolutely. And, I, and we are definitely still working on our teams. I mean, oh, yeah. sometimes you feel like you've taken three steps forward and then you take a step backwards. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's to me, that, that has been very difficult. It's ever evolving though, because you change as time, you know, you're, everybody's changing as time goes on. So yeah, that's very true. You're not stuck in this same thing you that you're not. trying to fill. Yeah. <laughs> you hope not. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep growing, so sure. Changing Absolutely. your paradigms. So, and they don't just save money; they put it to work, which is what whole life insurance laws do. We're putting it to work. It's providing death protection while we can have easy um, access to it. Absolutely, it's not just sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And and when it when it truly is, I mean, when it's not just needed or just sitting there and waiting for an opportunity. It, I mean, it's been working, but it, it's ready at a moment's notice. Yep. I, I wish I would have kept like really close track of this, but I just took out a policy loan June. Um, I think it was June 2nd. It was either June 2nd or June 3rd. And I got it on June 8th. That's pretty quick. That's, that's pretty fast access to capital. Was it direct deposit or check? Direct deposit. Yeah. I've had direct deposits within like two days before. From policy loans so i mean they are quick yeah so the money isn't isn't just sitting there doing nothing no it it's it's earning a competitive rate of return it's providing you amazing death benefit protection i mean that's that's huge to me especially with with the type of debt that i operate under now with the sure. farming operation that i'm in and and things like that sure so I guess the last thing we wanted to cover in here um, is prior prioritizing time. That's something that can get away from people. Like, you know, we can get busy and maybe that thing that we're busy on isn't moving the needle forward and we're missing out on something else that we should be doing. I just read something um, recently on social media and I thought it was perfect. Um, they said if, uh, no, I, I got to get this right. Um, but instead of saying, I don't have time for that, say, that was not a priority of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't have time to work out. Working out is not a priority of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, apply it to anything. It just, it really puts things into perspective. <laughs> sure. I, I absolutely hate the excuse that, oh, I was too busy. Yeah, I don't I, have time. I just... I hate that experience. You find yourself saying that too, though, and then you realize well, like... <laughs> but I read this, and I try to... I, I do try to use this in my own life. Mm-hmm. I didn't prioritize that. Yeah. So, I mean, and time is something we never get back. It's so precious. It's it's one of the two most important things to me in my own personal sphere. Um, sure. My time and my health. And, I mean, be careful. I, 
of who you're around and who you spend time with. Because, I mean, there's people out there that say, oh, it's just your time. Well, just my time. I don't know how much time I got here. So, yeah, none of us do. So, yeah, just, I guess that was kind of our list of what we perceive as the common versus uncommon advice. And, I mean, it just speaks to where our mindset is, where we think your guys' mindset should be, and, and you know, Take it for what it's worth. I mean, I, I, I really think that there's a lot of good that can come out of thinking about these things that we talked about. Sure, it's today. gonna be different for everybody too. Yeah. So. Okay, that's all we got again today, guys. So, um, any questions, um, things that you'd like us to podcast about, let us know, and and uh, we're gonna keep them coming. So, yep. See you guys next week. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.